0: This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. North DuSable Lakeshore Drive is getting a makeover. For the past decade, the city and state have been working on a project called Redefine the Drive. Think task force meetings, checking in with the community, and brainstorming ideas for the future of Chicago's most iconic roadway. And now we're getting closer to a final plan. Now at the end of March, we got some fresh renderings for what LSD could look like one day between Grand and Hollywood Avenues. They include more green space and sand at Oak Street Beach, revamped lakefront plazas near Chicago Avenue, and new bike and walking paths by Belmont Harbor. Now tomorrow, there's a community meeting about the Lakeview section of the reimagining. This is from Belmont to Addison. So we thought it would be a good time to get an update on the overall project and to talk with a panel of transportation and planning experts and you about the future of the drive. So joining me now, Joe Sweeterman from DePaul University, where he runs the Chadic Institute for Metropolitan Development, Sam Kling from the Chicago Council on Global Affairs, and Mary Sue Barrett, former head of the Metropolitan Planning Council. Welcome, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Good Thank to you. see you all. And if you would like to chime in, give us a call right now. 866-915-WBEZ is the number. Tell us, have you been following the redefined plans? What do you think? And if not, tell us this. What do you think would improve North DuSable Lakeshore Drive? Again, that number is 866-915-WBEZ. Sam, I'll start with you. The survey and, and the planning process, as I mentioned, it's been... A long time, right? It's been ten years. So, first, I'll get you to explain what redefine the drive is. Well, this is
1: a, uh, as you said, a very big project. Um, it's been going on for nearly a decade. Uh, the idea is to um, reconstruct the road, the roadway of Lakeshore Drive, to allow for uh, smoother traffic. They're going to straighten out the bend around uh, the Oak Street curve. Uh, the original, um, uh, uh, the original purpose of this was to improve traffic flow for cars, to also improve uh, pedestrian uh, traffic flows, cycling, transit uh, flows, and just to really deal with this, um, uh, this roadway and disrepair.
0: Yeah. Joe, what do you make of the timeline on the project? It started about halfway through Mayor uh, Emanuel's yeah. first term in office yeah. right and it's still going
2: it is still going and it is exciting to see these renderings come to life because we saw how the debate started a uh, you know, 10 or so years ago and i've never been watching chicago you know, most of my life and and this is a different project than anything i've seen before we've had of course um, millennium park which was super exciting and it reinvented downtown re- relocated lake shore drive the museum campus but this is of a scale that really changes our identity as a city and I think it taps into the fact that the lakefront is gone from just a place in the summer, you go to the beach, to just part of everybody's life. So mm-hmm. it kind of re- rethinks the road uh, with that in mind. And it's uh, uh, it's become also a mega project. So I think the city will probably need to, if they pursue it, bite piece- pieces off it at a time. But it's, it's uh, tremendous to see it.
0: Yeah, mega project is right, Mary Sue. The, the Metropolitan Planning Council was part of the earliest conversations about what redefining the drive could mean. So take us back, if you will. What were those early conversations like?
3: Well, I think there was a lot of excitement about rethinking what was possible and being inspired by international examples. Metropolitan Planning Council, which I was the president of at the time, uh, always likes to work in coalition with other partners. So there were more than a dozen groups that came together around a framework. So putting out some guiding principles, some things that we should keep in mind, as as well as some recommendations. What has happened over the more than 10 years that we've been talking about this project is we've learned a lot about public health, about recreational amenities, about how greenhouse gas, gases get trapped along the lakefront, um, yeah. and uh, about providing people with more options. So I think that that set of principles has, has served us well. But again, the the pandemic... Uh, recessions, and so forth, uh, require us to kind of pivot and rethink, and that's where we find ourselves.
0: I'm glad you brought up the pandemic. A lot has changed in the decades since those early talks, Mary Sue, and we know uh, now we know more about the effects of climate change. Uh, We know cars are making it worse. Um, The pandemic changed commuting patterns. So Sam, how different is our world today when it comes to transportation needs, desires, trends?
1: Well, it's a great question, and I think it's a problem with having a, a project timeline that's so extended, particularly when there's some world-shaking event in the middle of it. Um, you know, I think it remains to be seen, are we going to have the same types of commuting patterns five years from now that we did five years ago? Uh, I, I really don't know. I think when you look at the renderings, uh, you know, you're, you're presented with these beautiful images of a gleaming highway and trees everywhere and green space, particularly around Oak Street Beach. I think it's important to remember that these are renderings. They're designed to draw people in. They're designed to get people on board. Um, You know, the green space is really great to see, but you also don't see any traffic on on the road. (laughs) And, uh, you know, you see people everywhere. Um, So fundamentally, though, I think this is, you know, the green space is great to see. uh, But fundamentally, this is I think a, a 20th century project in in many respects, and it's very focused on on um, improving car traffic flows. There are some proposals that that would allow for a bus lane, which are are exciting. But um, you know, this is this is I think a a plan that uh, maybe doesn't quite uh, uh, meet the example set by some of the the best cities within the U.S. and abroad who are rethinking what it means to have a lakefront expressway, a lakefront freeway.
2: What are your thoughts, Joe? We're already looking at these renderings, studying every detail to see, does that bus lane uh, uh, have stations so forth? And we don't really know yet exactly how all that would be laid out. But we have seen, and Sam, you make a really good point about how life has changed and People think the North Lakefront is really well served by the red-purple line, but it's actually not. That can be a really long walk uh, mm. over to the red line. So reinventing the highway or giving it a really highly efficient transit system with bus really uh, is a timely aspect of it. A lot of people have switched to the bus. They prefer the bus now, uh, often get some closer to their job they need to go. So I think we're going to see a lot of discussion and probably uh, – some uh, heated discussion about just how good that transit aspect of this plan is so we don't uh, just try to make a beautiful parkway uh, along the lakefront and yeah. make it a workhorse for us.
0: I'm going to pivot to to Mary Sue before I, I take some of these calls that are standing by here. Where do bikers fit into this conversation?
3: Yeah, let's talk about the way transportation engineers think about a massive project like this, as well as whether we're we're really looking at serving people as opposed to vehicles. So because this has a long tail, as we've been talking about, the the idea of moving cars as fast as they always have, that, that's kind of the governing principle if you, if you are a traffic engineer. If you're a resident of Chicago, you want choices. You want choices to connect to the lakefront, uh, uh, dedicated lanes for biking, dedicated lanes for transit. So most of the advocates, um, the Metropolitan Planning Council and many other organizations, I'm currently consulting to the Natural Resources Defense Council, uh, national groups, local groups, are really soundly behind a dedicated lane for buses. So we've got four lanes. Let's recognize that as many people during some rush hours are on those buses than are in the cars. Mm -hmm. And they deserve uh, faster travel just as much as those in the cars. So that's the kind of push for the design so we can keep keep in mind all of the needs of, of Chicagoans.
0: This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We're talking about the future of DuSable Lakeshore Drive, specifically the future of the northern part of the drive between Grand and Hollywood Avenues. What should the roadway look like? What about the lakefront, the paths, the parks? Call us now with your ideas. Our number is 866 915 WBEZ. Our guests in studio are transportation and planning experts Joe Sredeman from DePaul University, Sam Kling from the Chicago Council on Global Affairs, and Mary Sue Barrett, who's formerly of the Metropolitan Planning Council, and she currently works with the Brookings Institution and the Natural Resources Defense Council. Let's jump to the phones. Carlos in Lakeview has been waiting. Hey, Carlos, welcome to Reset. Hi, thank you for taking my call. um, I'm just... uh, well, one comment that was made earlier um,
4: that uh, the the portraits show gleaming highways, um, and 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 that was so correct. Uh, they're shown in a very particular way, but they're uh, highways and highways and cars are ugly. Has any thought been given to perhaps closing or burying parts of Lakeshore Drive, or at least on the north side? I and mean, it would. Increase or decrease noise levels. It would create green pathways. Or another option uh, would be closing some of the roads to create a, uh, create uh, a pedestrian uh, walkway. So closing some of the lanes, maybe leaving Leisure Drive as two lanes yeah. uh, each way. So thank you.
0: Yeah, good good question there, Carlos. So you're, you're wondering if they've considered building a pedestrian walkway and closing lanes. On Lakeshore Drive, or burying it, um, Sam. Any thoughts there?
1: Well, I haven't heard of any serious discussions of, of burying Lakeshore Drive, or or really shutting down a lot of lanes. I did see one proposal that would remove, I believe, remove one lane of traffic in each direction north of Irving Park, but I don't know how seriously that's being considered. But yeah, I think the caller points to a fundamental uh, issue, which is, you know, no matter how beautiful this freeways on our lakefront, there's still a freeway on our lakefront. You know, eight lanes of traffic that cut off people from the city's crown jewel of public space. And uh, you can see many other cities have had freeways along their lakefronts. A lot of them have done really ambitious things to try to uh, either remove them or downsize them, you know, ranging from, uh, you know, in Seoul, South Korea, there's a very famous project, uh, the uh, Chungge Freeway. Which was you know, carried something like 170,000 cars each day, uh, built in the 60s, removed in the early 2000s, turned into a linear park, and now it's one of the most visited tourist sites in Seoul. Yeah. Uh, but there are other examples of you know removing the the Lakeshore Drive entirely might be um, you know a pipe dream. But, yeah. I don't know about that happening here. It. Yeah. yeah. You know, many cities such as San Francisco have uh, you know downsized waterfront freeways, turned them into boulevards. Uh, removed lanes of traffic, those types of
0: things. I want to mention some of the transportation-specific proposals here in in redefining the, the drive. So, as a part of the study, city and state officials last year unveiled five redesign proposals: keep the existing system and give buses quote priority junction; maintain four lanes of traffic with a new fifth lane only for buses; convert an existing lane into a bus-only lane; make an existing lane a shared lane for buses and toll drivers or convert two of the four lanes for bus and tolls. Is this the right balance between cars and other forms of transit, Joe? You know, we've seen, unfortunately, so many good projects in
2: our city sunk by uh, neighborhood concern about traffic. So I think uh, probably the next step is to model the system to see which can squeak the most uh, capacity out of our system. Uh, I do think those are really uh, exciting options that, a lot of skeptics about toll pricing but a lot of us think that maybe the only way to sort of tame our appetite for endless urban driving and having those lanes shared with high capacity buses you mm-hmm. know which can handle up to 100 people could be an option to raise some revenue actually to help pay for these kind of things and do it in a way that's equitable as well um you've got some room to work with here and it's exciting how one of the some of the options call for actually bumping out the lakefront a little bit farther so you get more public open space as well so you have a pretty nice footprint to work with here,
0: Mary Sue.
3: There's only one segment of our economy that is increasing. It's tr- it's a transportation. Uh, it's it's emissions, and it's the transportation sector. More carbon emissions um, from transportation year after year. So when we think about a moment, a historic moment like this, this is a 70, 80 year old um, roadway. This, this moment is a chance for us to rethink. It yeah. is probably too late to think about burying it, but there are other projects like the Eisenhower Redo where that discussion is live, is underway of thinking about capping or burying portions of it. There's also cities around the globe that do occasional closing of their um, lakefront roadways, a ciclovía, as in Bogota and Madrid and many, many other places where, where we do that once a year. The Active Transportation Alliance does bike the drive. It's wonderful. Right. Think about the postcards and the, you know, travel magazine spreads of Chicago. They always feature this part of the city, right? It's our lakefront, south and north, uh, Dusaba Lakeshore Drive. So what can we do to not just be, you know, kind of focused on throughput, but rather the experience of people? We actually want fewer people driving because they have great other options.
0: I should mention we reached out to see if uh, Chicago Department of Transportation Commissioner Gia Biagi could be part of the conversation, but she wasn't available. I'm going to jump back to the phones here. We've got a couple people waiting. First up, Jonathan in Uptown. Hey, Jonathan. Hi, Sasha. Your thoughts?
5: Um, yeah, thank you. Um, I, I think it's important to remember in these conversations that we talk about um, reimagining the drive. What we're really talking about is reimagining uh, a historic lakefront park, one of the most spectacular parks in the world. Um, and as guests and, and callers have pointed out, Um, a park that is really at the core of the story we tell ourselves about our city as Chicagoans, um, I think that it's not too late to radically shift the emphasis of this project from concentrating on how to improve or increase traffic throughput to really returning the drive to its origins as a pleasure boulevard through a park. Uh, Reducing radically the number of lanes. A bus lane is a good start. Reducing the number of traffic lanes. Uh, Concentrating on on capping the speed limit. Adding more um, access points for pedestrians. And bringing in design from the perspective of the park. Mm -hmm. What kind of park do we want? And then... How are people getting to the park? And then how are commuters maybe also moving through it? And I say this as a person who drives on Lakeshore Drive every day. I'm willing to drive slower. I'm willing to drive uh, uh, much slower. Yeah. If it means that I have this amazing resource in, in the city.
0: Very good point, Jonathan. Thanks for calling. We'll jump right to John in Edgewater. Hey, John, welcome to Reset.
4: Hi, thanks for taking the call, and uh, hello to my old colleagues, Mary Sue Barrett and uh, Joe Schwederman, it's John Holden, um, and I, I live uh, just a few blocks from the northern terminus of Lakeshore Drive, and there were a number of charrette-like uh, events held over the last couple of years, but we're still completely in the in the dark as to what this northern terminus is going to look like, and where will that traffic coming off of Lakeshore Drive, which I believe is about 70 five to a hundred thousand vehicles a day gets gets channeled mm-hmm. uh, through edgewater uh right now the bulk of it is going on the sheridan road but there were proposals to start shifting more of that to broadway and i'm just wondering if you folks have any idea what the uh current status of that whole issue is because we in the community don't
0: thanks for your call john
2: well john great great comments good to hear from you by the way and we uh it is fascinating that we have basically this urban expressway that just sort of funnels up at in Hollywood into the neighborhood. And a lot of historical oddities led to this. I mean, that's some history we've done. Nobody expected, really, in 1950, this enormous population increase along the lake. So you drive along the Gold Coast, you can just see and, – and, of course, Edgewater is the, is the crown jewel of that – just the high rise after high rise that attest to this uh, you know, reinvention of our city – and I think Lakeshore Drive, unfortunately, has um, uh, become this urban mega highway machine uh, partly because of the population shifts to that part of town. So you're right. We can't just look at uh, the drive itself. Yes. It's the shared Is it landmark road. protected, Lakeshore Drive? Um, the city has zoned uh, the public open space, but it's certainly not not protected historically. Hmm. But you're right, John. That traffic coming off of uh, Lakeshore Drive into the neighborhoods is a real beast to contend with here. So I think a lot of modeling is going to be needed to make sure it, it, the you know the plan works. Uh,
0: Sam, the, the project's expected to cost billions. Uh, an initial estimate released last year suggested three point four to three point seven billion dollars. Who's paying? Oh,
1: I uh, I would turn it to my colleagues who might know more <laughs> about the project details.
3: So the. Um, Dusaba Lakeshore Drive is a state roadway, but this is a joint project. Um, okay. when if you ask the question, who's going to make the decision in the, in the end about all these variables we're talking about, it it looks like it will be joint, uh, a city-state cooperative effort. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really up to all of us to be active through um, online and in person to, to raise the concerns like the last caller did. Um, the, the funding question is... Well timed because Illinois is one of those places that anticipated the federal investment that just happened in 2021. The bipartisan infrastructure law. Two years earlier, Illinois passed its own uh, state commitment to funding infrastructure, and so together those those resources position us better than a lot of other places um, to to uh, to pursue this. And um, that it doesn't require like some of the transit. Discussions: the Red Line extension south, for example, there's lots of funding uncertainty because of how transit funding flows. But with this roadway, um, there's more certainty because of formula funding.
0: We've been talking with policy expert Mary Sue Barrett, Sam Kling from the Chicago Council on Global Affairs, and Joe Sweeterman from DePaul. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you. We're back now with more Reset. I'm your host, Sasha Ann Simons. Now that we've heard what transportation and policy experts think about redefine the drive, let's hear from one of the communities that's likely to see big changes once shovels hit the ground. Roberta Garner is a Lakeview resident who will be at one of tomorrow's community meetings about the section of the remake that is just steps from her home on Aldine Avenue. She's also a professor emerita of sociology at DePaul University and co-editor of the book Neoliberal Chicago. Welcome to Reset, Roberta.
6: Hi, Sasha. Thanks for having me. I'm I'm delighted to be here. Yes, and, and it's
0: good to see you. We are also still taking calls. So, listeners, tell us, what changes do you want to see on North DuSable Lakeshore Drive? Should the roadway be given over to cars, buses? What about the lakefront and the parks and the paths? Call us now at 866 915 W-B-E-Z. So, Roberta, I know you have a number of concerns about redefining the Drive and how it could affect mm-hmm. your community. Give us a quick overview very of what's quick, on your mind.
6: quick, quick overview. As a sociologist, I'm particularly concerned with quality of life, with neighborhood uh, vitality, and I'm very concerned that uh, plans that focus on moving traffic faster, as Mary Sue was saying, often interfere with that quality of life in the neighborhoods. They interfere with, can interfere with, uh, access to the lakefront. The, what's important here, I think, is the lakefront and not the traffic along the lakefront. And as someone else mentioned, there are a number of cities in which uh, development of roads along the along a waterfront have been extremely harmful and have had to be undone uh, 40, 50 years later. So yeah. I'm concerned about those issues. I'm also concerned about um, what Sasha earlier called checking in with the community and brainstorming with the community because as far as I could see, there's been very, very little of it in in the Aldean, Belmont to Addison area. Well,
0: I I know that you've been to some community meetings in the past, similar Mm -hmm. to the one that you're going to attend tomorrow at uh, Temple Shalom in in Lakeview. What was your experience like with those meetings?
6: Well, the meetings are very top-down. Here's the plan. Here are the visualizations. Here are the stats. And by the way, I teach stats, and I have great concerns about some of the stats that Redefine is is presenting to the community, Uh, the projections to 2050 and some of the accident statistics and some other stuff. And I don't have time to go into that. But I think all of my listeners should be thinking about what stats are being presented here and are they really valid. But in any case, um, I think that some people writing about these uh, public – these highways in urban areas have talked about more listening to the community, engaging the community, having focus groups with the community, uh, discussing community-specific needs and goals. Mm -hmm. And I have not seen very much of that happening. Uh, There's a lot of maps – Statistics, here's the video, here's a, re, a visualization, here's a new version of the visualization. Not uh, a but, lot of seeking your but input. not seeking input from the community. So, so
0: what's the main point tomorrow that you want to get across? The
6: main point tomorrow is let's slow down a little bit, uh, especially on the Belmont Irving Park segment. I don't want to say too much about the Oak Street segment because there I can see more value perhaps to the community, and I feel I can't speak for the community. But in the segment that's, that's been defined as diversity to Irving Park or Belmont to Irving Park, yeah. there's been very little conversation with the community, uh, and, and I'm very concerned about that. And I say let's slow that segment down and let's talk a little bit about keeping access points, Let's talk a little bit about keeping the original design, because the original design is brilliant. And so before we change which street leads into a ramp or which off-ramp or which street is the recipient of an on ramp mm-hmm. of an off-ramp or an on-ramp, let's talk a little bit about the original design and why it was designed this way and what it means for people's access to the park, yeah. uh, to bike lanes, to walking trails, to trees, which s- seem to be... to be cut down and a number of other uh, quality of life concerns and community participation concerns.
0: Let's hear from a couple of callers who have been standing by Roberta. First we'll uh, check in with Stephen. Hi Stephen welcome to Reset.
4: Hi I just exited the Kennedy because I chose not to Lake, choose Lakeshore Drive <laughs> because of the road surface is awful. You know, I worry for the suspension yeah, of my pretty car. Bad. Um, yes. yeah. But I'm also, I'm a motorist and a biker, and I'm wondering what the plan is I mean if they would add a lane for bikes because I don't think it's necessary you've got a a lakefront lane that goes all the way from the top of Lake Shore Drive continuously down to the Mm -hmm. the south side Um, Mm -hmm. and you know population of Chicago is has been decreasing and yet the traffic gets worse and and I think the last thing you know the cars need is to get squeezed by a bike lane that's uh, really considering there's already a path is not necessary and uh, I should add, uh, I spend a lot of time up in Milwaukee. Uh, I have some business interests mm-hmm. up there, and their lakefront is beautiful. They didn't overdevelop it. Mm-hmm. You know, like Chicago feels yeah. vastly overdeveloped compared to Milwaukee. Uh, it's, it's much more pleasing to the eye up there.
0: Thanks for sharing mm-hmm. that, Stephen. Thanks. Appreciate your yeah. call. Drive safe. All right, let me jump to Clark, who's been waiting. Clark's in Hyde Park. Hey, Clark. Welcome to the show.
4: Oh, thank you so much. Um, I would really like to rethink the the needs of the lakeshore drive and um as a biker, I have electric vehicles zooming by me, which is unsafe. Mm. But if you put those vehicles on the main road they 're going to get crushed and zoomed around by big cars. What I think we need to do is have is think and support smaller single person electric commuter vehicles that are quiet. And if we, it's a supply and demand problem. If we make it easy for those vehicles to be used, there'll be more of them. And they can go in neighborhoods a lot easier. They're safer. And uh, th- we can slow things down and make things quiet and make things more environmentally happy. Thank you for listening. Thanks,
6: Thanks. for calling, Clark. I'd like to also bring up the question of how long uh, this project is going to take. Uh, the timeline, not, yeah. The timeline has not a been big discussed question. at all. And I want to... Speaking for some elderly people along the drive, people are saying, am I going to be closed out of the park for possibly the rest of my life? (laughs) And that's kind of a brutal way to put it. But I think that is an issue. And there's going to be heavy equipment. There are going to be closures of some of the park access points. Mm. And so these are really immediate questions to people. And it's one thing to put out the blueprints, but it's another thing to. Again, to see what this means for people's everyday life. Am I going to be able to walk on the lakefront as I can now or to bike along the lakefront?
0: Earlier in the show, one of our guests was talking about uh, one of the most cutting-edge approaches to transportation globally. That was highway removal. Mm -hmm. He talked about what was Mm -hmm. going on in Seoul. Mm -hmm. Any thoughts on that? I mean, as we made clear, it, it might not happen here. It probably won't happen here in Chicago. But what if DuSable Lakeshore Drive just disappeared?
6: Well, that touches on another issue, and that's equity uh and I want to say a few words about that and almost be an advocate for cars <laughs> i'm I'm talking out of two sides of my mouth here, but um I think we have to understand that this talk about bikers only walking to work, all of these little bit and closing uh drives is is not realistic in Chicago. Chicago is a very car dependent city. If you're elderly, if you're disabled, if you're a family with little kids who have to get kids to school and to daycare, if you work two jobs, if you work late hours, all of those characteristics uh, mean that you probably have to use your car and that it's a kind of privilege to to walk. I walk to work, but I understand that that's a privilege. And so I think we have to be a little bit sensitive to that, and we can't just – tear out lanes or tear out whole roadways. And that's that's actually why I'm a little bit conservative on this whole question. I think we have to be careful not to destroy what we have unless what we put in its place is equitable, is right. more equitable.
0: Strikes the right balance, right? Exactly. You gotta support exactly. transit. And yes. cars as well. Yes. All right. We'll, we'll leave it there. Uh, there's uh, a caller I can't get to, Tracy in South Loop. I'm so sorry. I don't have enough time. Uh, but I know that you have a, a very interesting comment, uh, Tracy says, to our producers. I think everyone's forgetting uh, about rail. Light rail specifically. Mm, yes. Uh, you could take out a couple of lanes from LSD and maybe put in a couple of tracks. Yes. No time to really explore that, but it's but an interesting, it's interesting. suggestion. Uh, we've been talking with Lakeview resident Roberta Garner. There are two community meetings tomorrow about the Lakeview section of Redefine the Drive. They'll be at Temple Shalom at 3480 North DuSable Lakeshore Drive at 2 p.m. and 6 p.m. Thank you so much. I just
6: want to say one more thing. I'm just stunned by how few people in Lakeview. Actually, know that redefine the drive is going on.
0: You got to tell them. They need you. They need you to tell them. <laughs> I've been and, running and here, you, on you, are. Doing here doing you are. It's very hard.
6: It's tell very them, hard. Tell yeah. them to turn on WB
0: Easy or check out our app and listen to this later. Thanks. Thanks so much. That's Rosa. it for Reset.